1952, Colonel Pete Harmon Sanders opened his restaurant in Kentucky, USA. 70 years on, there are now over 24,000 franchises all over the world. What did he sell? Chicken. What we now know as Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I found this really interesting because um, KFC used to be, um, you know, the three favorite letters of the alphabet that I had. But these days, um, if you go, oh, KFC, some people go, oh, Korean Fried Chicken. What? Colonel Sanders would not like that, right? You know, there's something about KFC. Some people say... It's like drugs in chicken. Something about KFC that you cannot replicate. Red Rooster, Oporto, Ogalo, all these other chicken places, right? There's something about KFC that, you know, is just different. And so for for many, many years, people tried to cook their own versions of KFC, trying to get it as close as they could, but they couldn't. Why? Because they were missing the secret ingredient. The secret ingredient to KFC is what? Love jokes. (laughs) The secret ingredient. (laughs) That's my friend, man. She was waving to me before. So cute. Um, The secret ingredient is what they call the 11 herbs and spices. And get this right. Seven years ago, a reporter got his hands on a document which outlined the supposed secret ingredients that make KFC the way that it is. And I've got a photo of it on the screen. Salt, thyme, basil, oregano, salt, black pepper, dried mustard, paprika, garlic salt, ground ginger, and white pepper. And when this list got produced... People were like, oh, we were so close. But the one ingredient that no one actually got was the white pepper. Everyone put in black pepper, but they didn't put in white pepper because why would you put two peppers, right? Colonel Sanders, he's a genius, right? Without the secret ingredient, you cannot have KFC, right? You can try, but there's just something missing. Now, we've been, we've been, now what's this got to do with prayer, right? Of course, you know, KFC's got to do with everything, right? We've been looking at what prayer is over the last few months. Prayer is this idea of communicating with God, but also being in communion with God. So it's speaking to God, but being with God. And we've been looking about what prayer is, how we should pray. Last week, we Uh, had a week where we looked at, well, who should we pray for? But today, we're going to look at what I think is the secret ingredient of prayer. Without this ingredient, our prayers change. And I believe that without this ingredient, the outcome of our prayers can also change as well. What's this secret ingredient? The secret ingredient to prayer is faith. Another word for faith is belief. Now, can you imagine praying 
without believing. That's what, there's a term, right? Prayer without faith. To pray without believing in what you are praying. Now let's unpack faith. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is believing and being sure in things we hope for and that we cannot see. Faith is confidence that when we pray, that firstly we are sure that who we are praying to is God and that God is real. And secondly, that not only is God listening to our prayers, but He hears and responds to our prayers. Faith is believing that that is true. Faith is being sure that God is who He says He is in Scripture and that He can do what He says He can do. Many years ago, uh, at, I grew up in the church and when I was in our youth group, in our high school youth group, in our Bible study class, we were going around and we were sharing prayer points, like all small groups do, right? And, you know, all the typical high school prayer points, you know, relationship with your parents, time management, study, siblings. And then there was this one girl, and I don't remember who the girl was, but her prayer point stood out, right? I think we were in year nine or year 10, right? And she goes, we should pray for those that are dying of starvation all around the world, right? Year 9, year 10, right? And everyone was like, whoa, that's deep, right? You know, we're all praying for like, oh, you know, I hope I get good marks in my test and I hope my dad doesn't beat me up. And, you know, like, you know, and it, but this girl, she was like, let's pray for those that are starving. And even the teacher was so impressed. This 14, 15-year-old girl, and so she asked the girl, said, do you believe that, you know, when we pray for this, that, that God will, you know, feed them, that God will look after them? And the girl goes, no, but I think it's a good thing to do. And then we all realized that she was just a high school kid, all right? That's what prayer without faith looks like. Prayer without believing looks like three things. One, empty words. Just empty words, right? Secondly, wishful thinking, right? It's like a dream. Or thirdly, hoping for the best. And that's what this girl was praying. Let's pray for those that are dying. Ah, let's hope for the best. Let's hope that God hears. Let's hope that someone hears, someone in the sky hears that. Let's hope suddenly something can happen. Friends, think about it. If you don't believe that God is real, and if you don't believe that when we pray that God hears our prayers, then why would you pray? Right? Like, what's the purpose of praying if, one, you don't believe that God exists, and secondly, God doesn't hear our prayer? Hope? Just some random response? Can I tell you, friends? Faith is the difference. Faith is the difference 
when you pray. When you pray without faith and when you pray with faith, it completely changes the outcome. It will make all the difference. So then what happens when we pray with faith? There's three things that happens. Three? Yeah. Three things that happens when we pray with faith. Number one, God hears us. Hebrews 11.6, And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. When we pray with faith, God hears us. Not just He hears our prayers, but He actually hears our faith. He actually sees our belief in Him. When we pray with faith, we are confident that God is there and that He hears us. Why would we pray thinking otherwise? I know this seems very logical, but once again, if you didn't believe God existed, who are you praying to? If you don't believe the chair that you're sitting on, right, can hold you, why would you sit down on it? If you don't believe that a plane can fly, why would you get on it? If you don't believe that you can love your spouse and your spouse loves you, why would you commit to them? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But when we pray with faith, believing and being confident that God is, uh, uh, God is real and that God hears us, that makes a difference. So number one, when we pray with faith, God hears us. Secondly, we become more grounded. James 1, 5 to 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from God. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Scripture says that when we pray, we should believe and not doubt. The one who doubts will sway back and forth, and Scripture tells us that the doubter does not receive anything. They are double-minded and unstable. When we pray in faith, we cast our doubts aside and we hold on to what we believe is the truth. And it's at that point that God hears our prayers, hears our faith, sees our faith, and we become stable. We become more grounded. Faith allows us to become more grounded in the reality of what Scripture tells us, that is, God is real. And it helps us to not be swayed with doubt. Thirdly, when we pray with faith, the impossible can happen. Mark eleven twenty two to 24. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Matthew 17, 20, he replied, 
Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Friends, faith helps the impossible to happen. Jesus says, if you believe without doubt, then it will be done. Pray it, believe it, receive it. Jesus says, nothing will be impossible for you. But friends, if you don't believe that God is supernatural and can do supernatural things, then when you pray for supernatural things, what, what are you expecting? doesn't make sense, right? But when we pray with faith, we are believing not just in the existence of God, but God is who He is, and God can do what He says He can do. And when God says that nothing will be impossible, that's what we're believing. And that's what we're ultimately inviting into our lives, the impossible. We are believing that He is who He says He is, and that His power is beyond measure. Faith makes everything possible. Now, at this point, we just want to take a moment to pause and ask ourselves, well, what is the belief that we're having? Like, who is it that we're putting our faith in? Are we believing that with the right prayer, if we say the right words in the, and pray in the right posture, that that's what God's going to hear? No. Does it mean that if we don't get what we ask for in prayer, that God was not faithful? No. Mark eleven twenty two reads, have faith in God. It's not have faith in your prayer. It's not have faith in what your ability is. It's not have faith in what you can do, but it's have faith in God. Our faith is not the outcome of our prayers, but in the one we pray to. This means that as believers, we submit to the perfect will of God. doesn't mean that we shouldn't ask God for things, but it means that whatever God chooses to give to us, we accept with gratitude, believing that God knows way better than us what we need. Our focus is not on the outcome, but is on the giver that is our God. It's a reminder of who God is. And it's a reminder of how big God is. Jeremiah 10, 12, 13. But God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by understanding. When he thunders the waters in the heavens roar, he makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Our faith is in a mighty God who is the almighty creator. And our belief is this, that whatever God gives, whichever way God answers our prayers is exactly what we need. So how do we build our faith? How do we get this faith, right? I've used this terminology before but faith is like a muscle doesn't happen overnight and we build this faith through repeated contact over and over again close and frequent communication with God just like any relationship right just like any relationship you you don't meet someone for the first time and be like oh dude 
I believe in everything that you say. Right? You, if that's you, come and speak to me. Because I have a wonderful uh, money-making scheme that I can talk to you about. You just have to give me your credit card details and I will, you'll be fine, right? But how do you build faith in that relationship or in that person, right? You continue to meet them. You continue to talk to them. You continue to get to know them. And you learn about them through the different seasons of life. That is exactly the same with our God. How do we move away from doubting of God's existence and doubting of God's goodness to getting to a place where we truly believe that we are confident, that we are assured that God is real, that God is powerful? We have to continue to bump into Him. We have to continue to overlap our lives with Him. And as we continue to do that over and over again, one day, one day you'll wake up and you realize, oh, actually, I really believe that God exists. And I really believe that He is good. We get to a place where we can trust and have faith in God, in who He says He is and how He behaves. We read through Scripture about who God is. That's why our encouragement is not just come to church on a Sunday, but is to engage with God through prayer and His Word daily. It is ridiculous. It is, it is ridiculous to think that after you come to church one day, suddenly you're like, oh yeah, you know, this whole God thing completely makes sense. I'm going to surrender my life to God and I'm just going to live for Him. It's like one in a billion. But it's the constant overlap. It's the constant going to God and we get to know God just that little bit more. We get to hear about God just that little bit more. We get to experience God just that little bit more. And then one day we look back and we realize, oh, wow, we've come a really long way. 1 John 5, 14 to 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. It's this ongoing process. It's ongoing. That's how we build our faith. Now there's a story. I'll tell you a story. Uh, before I tell you a story, I, I need to give you the proviso of it. I'm pretty sure this is a true story. <laughs> I'm, pre I'm about 90% sure this is a true story. Okay, there you go. So now you can't sue me if you like. That story was... Um, there's a story of a man who was a tight rope walker. What's a tight rope walker? It's a person that walks along a rope, right? They, they put a rope from you know, tree to tree and they walk from one side to another. And there was a very famous man who, uh, he, that's what he did. He walked uh, along tight ropes. And the most famous one that he did was they put a, a rope up um, across the Niagara Falls, one side in Canada, one side in the States. And, and, and he would get up there and he says, I'm going to walk across. And thousands of people were there gathered. And they were like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's just, it's a rope. There's no net. You fall, you die, you know. Anyway, he gets up there and he goes, do you think I can do it? The crowd's there. And, and they give him a, a polite response. Yeah, yeah, 
you know, like some of the people in there are like, oh, I don't know, this might be the last time I see you, you know. Anyway, they give him this like little polite like, yeah, you know, good luck to you. And he gets up and he starts walking. And then he walks and then, you know, all the water and the clouds and then he disappears and then he turns up on the other side and there's this big crowd waiting for him on the other side and they're like, oh my God, he did it. And as he's walking in, they applaud him. You know, they're, they're, they're cheering now. It's, it's not a, oh, can he do it? Not, but it's a big celebration. And he gets off and they're cheering and they're, they're clapping and, you know, it's just, this, you know, excitement. And he gets up there and, and, he, and he calms the crowd down and he goes, okay, I'm going to go back. And they're like, oh, wow, that's awesome, you know. And then he goes, but this time when I go back, I'm going to carry a chair on my back. And they're like, what? Like, you're going to carry a chair? And, and then he goes, do you think I can walk back with a chair on my back? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, you did walk across, but it is different carrying a chair. Oh, oh, good luck. I don't know. You know, this sort of like, oh, I don't know if you can do it, but I hope you can. Right? So then he gets, he gets his chair and he puts it on his back and he starts walking across. And once again, disappears in the clouds, turns back up on the other side. And this crowd is like, oh, my goodness, he has done it. He has walked across and back, this time with a chair on his back, go wild. And so they're cheering and he gets off and they're going wild. They're going crazy for him. And then they're like, oh, my God, you're amazing. You know, you can do amazing things. And then he goes, you know, and then he quiets everyone down and he goes, I'm going to go back one more time. And they're like, yeah, you can do it. We've seen you do it. You're amazing. And he goes, I'm going, to, I'm going to carry this chair. Yeah, yeah, you did it before. You know, we're so excited for you. We know you can do it, right? And then he goes, but this time I'm going to carry someone on the chair. And I'm going to walk back. And the crowd goes, oh, wow, that's amazing. You're so amazing. You're just making it harder for yourself, but you're amazing. You know, you've gone, you've come back, you can do it. They're all cheering wildly. They're all going crazy for him. And he looks at the crowd and goes, who wants to go? And he goes, any volunteers? And the crowd goes absolutely quiet. Suddenly, the crowd that was cheering so loudly went absolutely silent. No one moved. No one looked at him. Why? They had faith that he could do it. They had faith he could walk across. They had faith he could walk back with the chair. But did they have enough faith to believe that he could do it to the point where the confidence and the assurance, I really believe this guy can do it, so I'm going to sit on that chair. Let me ask you, friends, when you pray, is that you? When you pray, when you pray, are you like, oh, wow, God's amazing, God's real, you know, God's powerful, and then God says, okay, get on my back, let's go. And you're like, hmm, 
Friends, this is the difference between praying with faith and praying without faith. You may know God. You may know of his reality. You may know of his power. You may know and you may have even witnessed the power of God. And yet without faith, without a commitment and a confidence to believe that God is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do without that, then what are you lifting up to God? Just some nice words. Oh, God, you know, you're, you're pretty cool. You're pretty awesome. You can do cool things. But do I really believe that he can change my life? Do I really believe that he can heal the sick? Do I really believe that if I pray to God, that my life will be transformed? The difference is faith. But maybe that's the reason why your relationship with God is very surface. Maybe that's the reason why your relationship with God has become stagnant or has paused because your prayer life is is surface level at best. Can I tell you, uh, the Korean church that I grew up in, a lot of Korean churches have this um, prayer meeting, and you'd be, you, you, you'll thank me that we don't have this prayer meeting, but it's at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's called Early Morning Dawn Prayer Meeting. And it comes from the verse, Jesus got up early in the morning and prayed. And I remember the Korean church would tell me, you know, that's why we get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to pray. And in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> you know. And I remember listening to this sermon about prayer and about why people don't come to pray or why people don't pray. And a lot of the times we think, well, we don't pray because we're tired. Like, think about it, right? Think about why you didn't come to the prayer meeting last month, right? Because there's only eight of us here, okay? So that means everyone else was not there. Think about why you didn't come. Number one, I was tired. Now, isn't that true? Friday night after weeks of work, I'm tired. I was busy. You know, I had to go, you know, I had to go meet my girlfriend, I had to meet my boyfriend, I had to cook dinner, I had to hang out, right? What else? Oh, I had other things to do. Right? I had other places to be. Now, the preacher would say, Do you know the number one reason why people don't come out to pray? It's not because they're busy. It's not because they've got things on. It's not because they're tired. The number one reason why people don't come out to pray is this. They don't believe that prayer is what prayer is. They don't believe that prayer does what the Scriptures tell us that prayer does. Connecting with God, communicating with God, being in communion with God. You think anything else is going to change your life more than that? It's not. But it's not a question of whether you're busy or not. It's a question of whether you really believe that. It's a question of whether you really believe that God is who he says he is and that when we pray, that God actually listens to our prayers. Because think about it. If you really believe, if you truly believe that God hears us, when we pray that God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the God that gave each and every one of us life, the one that controls life and death in his hands, If we truly believe that, then there is nothing more important than prayer. 
There is nothing more life transformational than prayer. But the reason why we don't pray is not because we're busy and it's not because, you know, we're tired. It's because we don't believe. We don't have faith. We're missing the secret ingredient. Think about what you're going through in your life right now. Think about everyone got problems, right? Think about what's going on. Think about what's happening in, in, in your life. And think about how you're trying to solve that problem. Right? We try to do everything and anything we can to try to solve it, but how's that going for you? I'm 40 years old. I've been trying to solve my life for 40 years. It's not going well. Why do I pray? Because God's all I've got. When I read Scripture and I, and I see who God is and what He's done for this world and what He thinks about me, I don't have anywhere else to go because there's no one in this life, there's no one in this world that can promise me what God promises me and be faithful to me as God has been faithful to me. Jesus says, if you believe it will happen. So why doesn't it happen? Because we don't believe. Friends, remember what prayer is. Right? It's not just empty words that we lift up to some being in the sky. It's not just some wishful thinking or some things that we hope that might happen like randomly, like suddenly the world's going to become a better place. It's being in communion and communicating with God, the creator of the universe. If we truly believe that to be the truth, if we truly believe that that is truth, then we will pray more. It's not because we pray more, God becomes more alive. It's the more we believe that God is real, is that we go to God in prayer. So friends, when you pray, whatever it is that you're praying for, Make sure you don't miss the secret ingredient that is faith. And can I tell you, you can be as honest with God. You know, Jesus says, faith as small as a mustard seed, one of the smallest seeds, right? It can change the world. I've been in seasons, I would love to tell you that my faith is humongous, right? I'd love to tell you that, it would just be a lie. There are seasons in my life where I'm like, God, are you even, are you there? Are you listening? Are you sure? But I think one of the most honest prayers that I've ever prayed in my life was, God, I really want to believe. I don't feel it. I'm, I'm doubting. I'm, I'm questioning. But I, I really want to believe that what your, what your word says is true. Help me with my faith. And you can be honest with God. That's okay. That is a more 
I would say that is a more genuine prayer than to get up and pretend that you are believing in something that maybe you don't. But here's the beauty. When we pray, when we are communicating and being in communion with God, we are reminded of who God is. Ephesians 3, 20, 21, two of my very favorite verses. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. What an amazing prayer that is. Only if we truly believe it. Only if we were to truly believe that God is able to do immeasurably more than what we ask. If you truly believe that God can do for you more than you ask, then you, you will start praying what we call God-sized prayers. Can I tell you once again, the size of your faith will determine the size of your prayer request. God is not limited by our limitations. God can do immeasurably more. Why? Because He's powerful. It's just, it's not a question of can God, it's a question of whether you believe that or not. The secret ingredient to prayer is faith. So when we pray, let's pray with faith. Believing that He can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. That according to his power that is at work within us. Let's pray.